Rene Descartes writes in A Discourse on Method, Part 2, Even the decision to rid oneself of all the opinions one has hitherto accepted is not an example which everyone ought to follow. The world is made up almost entirely of two sorts of minds to which such a course of action is wholly unsuitable. First, there are those who, believing themselves cleverer than they are, cannot stop themselves jumping to conclusions and do not have enough patience to govern their thoughts in an orderly way, with the result that once they have allowed themselves to doubt accepted principles and to stray from the common path, they would never be able to keep on the road that one must take to proceed in the right direction and would remain lost all their lives. Second, there are those who, having enough sense or modesty to realize they are less capable of distinguishing the true from the false than certain others by whom they could be guided, must content themselves with following the opinions of these others rather than seeking better ones from themselves. As for myself, I would perhaps have been in this second category if I had only had one teacher, or if I had not known about the differences of opinion that have always existed among the most learned. For those who know about René Descartes, the great 17th century philosopher, mathematician, and contributor to the movement that we can later call the Enlightenment, this may be a rather surprising passage, but there it is right in the middle of one of his most important works. Descartes is not only the person who said, I think, therefore I am, but also somebody who proposed a universal, a methodological, or as he called it, a hyperbolic doubt as a way of clearing away the opinions, the ideas, the assumptions that he has learned up until that point of his life. And here we have him saying, not everybody should do this. Not everybody should engage in such a thoroughgoing doubt. Why? Because, for one thing, many people never find a way out of it. And we see this quite often. It's not just that they simply become lost in doubts and never get out of a universal skepticism that grips them. Quite often these people are the most dogmatic that you run across because they've found something that temporarily will provide them with a perfect system, something they can completely rely upon until the cracks start to show, until doubts creep in, until some of the assumptions that they've made get questioned by others, and then doubt corrodes this new foundation that they've set, and they switch from that into a kind of despair, or they jump across a divide into some equally opposed but equally held as complete truth, opinion or system of their own. And we see many people like this, especially in a time of intellectual and moral crisis, when nobody is quite sure who to buy into, who to believe. So that's one set of people that Descartes says shouldn't actually engage in the kind of doubt that he's doing. And then the other kind, very interestingly, are those who can stick with somebody else's decent, perhaps not completely true, but workable, livable ideas. 
He says those who have enough sense or modesty, enough humility, we might say, enough realistic attitude and assessment of themselves to realize that they're not as capable of making progress when it comes to truth and falsity than other people, maybe they should listen to those other people. And Descartes says that he himself would have been in that case had he not been subjected to what we might call the diversity of opinions on things that really matter. So this should place this Cartesian hyperbolic doubt into context for us. Descartes himself is far more prudent about doubting than some of the caricatures that have been made of him would lead you to believe.